0: So I'd say, I'd say to you, the first thing you need to do to address your fears is to first acknowledge what your fears are. Now, this doesn't make you any less of a human. It doesn't make you any less of a person. And it doesn't matter what your fears are. Everybody fears something. And a lot of the times, it's just ingrained from a young age. Um, look there are genuine people have genuine fears that take lots of lots of personal personal development and professional help to get over some fears i'm not talking about massive ingrained fears that i feel extremely grateful that i don't have to deal with any of those fears and that's that's another part of this that's why I find them superficial fears. Uh, Scare of heights, scare of snakes, scare of spiders, um, scared of public speaking. You know, at one stage, yeah, public speaking was the biggest fear people had. Like, are we serious there? Like, are we serious? It It is something to be mindful about, and I know people don't jump up and do public speaking straight out of the womb but it's not something that you should close yourself off from the world because of it's a fear that if you realise it take steps to take steps to embrace that and then work out how you can put steps in place to counteract those fears like when when I was Become a father. When I became a father, and my children were were very young, um, look, we wanted to give our kids the best in life, and and we've always thought of what we were going to do with our kids. Right? We had these conversations. We we looked into the future. We planned their future out. Um, Not always thinking of. Definitely not thinking of how we could afford to do the things we wanted to do with our children rather than planning for it, making the plan to do it and then planning our lives around that. So one of the things we decided we would do from a very young age, uh, we were going to take him to all the theme parks. Something that we didn't do as children, so I I didn't do much of that when I I was a kid. So it was just something that I could be involved in too. Hey, I'll, we'll take, I'll get a season pass to all the theme parks every year and take them every weekend. And we used to take them every weekend. If it wasn't every weekend, it was every second weekend. And as I started going to these theme parks, I'd see the roller coasters and nah, that's just a, that's just a no for me, straight no. Always a straight no, um, Chair lifts ferris wheels oh ferris wheels don't get me started and roller coasters and i just could not the fear was too great for me i i would stand there tremble in fear Um, it didn't help Uh, okay i'd just tremble in fear at the thought of going on a roller coaster so even back then before i started realizing um, really getting into a lot of self development and self growth and it was probably the trigger for the start of that it was for my kids i had to realize that fear i had to realize that fear which i did realize it i had to overcome it and then i had to i had to i had to realize that fear i had to come up with steps to try to manage that fear and then i had to overcome that fear because in overcoming that fear is where you grow the fear and the the negativeness that surrounds fear is where you get outside your comfort zone so what I plan to do we had like I said we had a year pass for all the all the theme parks down the gold coast the beautiful gold coast South of Brisbane there. And we went there every weekend, every second weekend. And I told myself when I went to these places that I was going to go on the roller coaster every single time. Right? My kids were three and seven. though young. They couldn't go on... They couldn't go on them. But I knew there was a day it would come where they would want to go on them. And I knew the day would come where they're the right height and my wife wouldn't let them go in there by themselves. And I wasn't going to leave it up to my wife for me to stand and hold the pram and hold the handbag. Which, look, there's nothing wrong with that. But my myself, as a man, as me feeling my duty as a father, I wasn't going to let my kids see me be scared of stuff. <laughs> you know? So... Sorry, it's very emotional for me because I'm passionate about um, being a father and being a role model for my kids. I haven't always been a good role model, but by geez, I've tried. Anyway, I digress. So what I put into place was was going on the roller coasters every time we went to a theme park. And it was it was a turning point. In a lot of my growth like like obviously it's something I still talk about now it's something I still talk about uh, like over 10 years ago that something clicked in my head about fear that it can be realized once I started going on these roller coasters would a lot of the times I'd be on them by myself because obviously my kids weren't old enough my wife couldn't come on with me because she had to watch the kids Um, it was like technically reliving my childhood but just the real scary parts of my childhood, and I'd sit on these ones, and as the old, say the old corkscrew at SeaWorld, and oh, I would get the rattle up, and oh, geez, it, that one in the Thunderbolt of DreamWorld, like, just go on them and on them, and it got to times where um, we'd go there, and I'd go on them twice. By the end, there's a few that look, I went on and I wouldn't go on again, but. That was, you know, that was one of the things. But I still went on at least one of the roller coasters or one of the rides in the place every time. And that was me getting over that fear. Like, is, I know it happens, but it's, it's very rare, the incidents on roller coasters. But just, just with my background and technical background um, in, in everything's mechanical, um, I just sit there looking at the the grease nipples and and looking at the the bolts on it and the welds and see a bit of rust and go oh what's the maintenance schedule on these machines or you know and know how sometimes when I was working with machines that I oh, will yeah, just let that little I won't grease that chain today because it'll be right I greased it yesterday and, you know all those things come flooding through your head and so that's that's a fear that I overcome and it was by pushing through that pushing through the perceived fear and just just jumping into it, just doing it. Um, another one, like I said another fear that, that I had um, that I tried to realize and is something I'm still working through at the moment, like I I feel awkward right now on, on camera doing the, doing my videos. I feel awkward before I start. And then I know that once I start, I can, I can get a, a flow going and get a talk going. Um, but public speaking, especially my younger years through school, was just I just felt embarrassed by getting up in front of people. Lotly because of my personal appearance, I was always um, like I am now, you know, a little bit overweight. Um, you know, being the fat kid at school is never, never a good thing for kids, um, but yeah, just that, I was never comfortable in getting in front of people, um, later on in life, I, I sort of got over that, in my early twenties, I got over that fear quite early because i um, uh, or I had a passion for music, always had a passion for music, um, I was singing in a band, singing in a couple of bands, um, and, and always up on stage. So that, that got me out of that fear of of being in front of people with a microphone. I'll tell you, it was a lot easier singing. Um, yeah, yeah, in saying that, it's a lot easier getting up to have a sing than it is to get up to talk. And I think that is a reflection of karaoke. Like, you'll see a lot of people... Um, don't mind getting karaoke. Look, you might need to have a couple of beers under your belt, but it's different. You can't have a couple of beers under your belt and get up and, and address a crowd of 200 people and and talk about, you know, K-San, <laughs> you know. But you can get up there and sing it. You can get up there and sing it and belt it out like you wrote that shit. You know what I mean? So it's exactly the same thing. Those two things are the same thing. You're up in front of someone singing about K-SAN and you're up in front of People talking about k Sand. It's just the words are in front of you. You know the words, you know what you're gonna say You know what you're gonna say before you even say it. Your brain goes boom. This is what you're gonna say next The last train out of Sydney's almost gone When you're up there talking in front of people you're going ah, blah, ah, oh, um, yeah, there's this train and um Yeah, um, it's in Sydney and like you get flustered because you think too much about it so that realizing your fears and working out ways to get around them you know is the biggest thing the roller coaster just get on a roller coaster you're scared of roller coasters get on a roller coaster if you're scared of speaking in front of people well maybe you're a bad singer, maybe karaoke idea isn't such a good thing, but there's other ways you can you can go through that and you can get into this into this mindset where you can look, something another thing I did um, during my kids growing up, um, there was massive issues at their school with air conditioning. Well oh, they wouldn't air condition their prep classroom because it was this and that. And my kids had gone through prep and, it, and there was me and a couple of fathers were just banging on about this all the time. We'd go to the PNF meetings and you'd have your accountants there who are the, the head of the PNF and the, the principal who's hoity-toity and, and all these people, they're going, oh, it's going to up the school fees. Oh, we can't really afford. And we're going, like it's 2005, it's 2010 people. Our kids are suffering in a 40 degree classroom when you're saying the reason is because of money. Like and I say that because if you if you are struggling with talking in front of people, go into a group scenario. Like a like a, a meeting, a PNF meeting, a council meeting even, and think of a couple of questions. While you're at the meeting, they'll talk about stuff. You just think of a couple of questions. Maybe you won't come up with it the first time. Maybe you wait, go back to the next PNF meeting. Go to the next PNF meeting. Come up with a question. Once, once you're there a few times, you'll know the, the way things flow. You'll know when it's right to answer, ask questions. You know when all that works. Um, address that. Ask a question. Because if you're collectively asking a question in a group, there's there's going to be more. There's going to be more people there with that same question and you'll get a lot of head nods and people going yeah 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 especially if you across the subject matter that they're talking about so that fear of speaking in front of people if you have that fear that's the way you need to do it so that's just a few examples of of fears and they can be crippling That those three fears that I talked about then they can be crippling and they can make you Dread wanting to go to Dream World. I mean, if you are going for a day at Dream World and all you're thinking about is, oh, I don't want to go to Dream World, oh, I don't want to go on that roller coaster, then you need to go there the week before and go on that roller coaster. Like, you're going to take away just that fear, just that mind, the stuff, the place you are in your mind takes away from your enjoyment. And that happens throughout life as a whole. If you fear, Going into your boss to ask for a pay rise. If you fear going to do something, as soon as you think about it too much, boom, that's a moment of your life wasted.